Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we explore if the Sharks should trade up with the Devils pick, packaged with their own second round pick, and how far up can they go? So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, uh, proudly a part of the Locked On Network, where we cover your team every day. Um, of course, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and watch this on YouTube as well. And today we're going to be digging into the idea of trading up with the shark. Uh, with the devil's pick and the shark second round pick um, kind of look at the history of teams that have traded up um, just looking at, you know, pure draft picks getting traded, how far up that usually gets you and kind of uh, a range of where the sharks could go and teams that they should be kind of calling to see if they want to try to move up in the, this year's NHL draft. But uh, before we get into all of that, uh, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Um, so this is a question that a lot of people have been asking, right? Should the Sharks trade up? You 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 have pick number four. You're probably going to get Carlson Michkov for Will Smith. Would be it's kind of the betting odds right now of of one of those guys is going to be your guy at four. And then what if someone starts to slip or what if you, you know, what if Alex Sandin Pelica, um, you know, starts to kind of maybe slip and you feel like he could be a blue chip player on the blue line that sh the Sharks desperately need? Or what if, you know, maybe one of the, the guys who's projected to be in the top 10 starts to slide a little bit um, and you feel like you could add two big, big pieces um to the draft to your to your prospect pool um so what i did is i looked at uh so we're going to talk about trade value charts and what that kind of is kind of look at recent trades where just picks right draft aid trades where it was just picks uh went from 2022 all the way back to 2018 to look at every trade where um there was a trade of picks to kind of see what what how each team did um, spoiler. The sharks did really, really well last year uh, when they traded, uh, traded back with Arizona. So um, let's get into it. Uh, definitely a good slides day on YouTube, but if you're listening, um, got you covered as well. So trade value chart, what this basically is um, these actually go back if you're a fan of football, Jimmy Johnson kind of created this in the NFL where basically he, the first pick in the draft is given a number of, of value. Uh, I think he chose like 3000 is worth 3000 points or whatever. And it goes all the way to the last pick of the draft um, where the first pick is, is of course worth the most and it exponentially kind of gets worse until it kind of curves off and they become 
you know, more or less about, about the same value type of situation. So um, Sound of Hockey made a, uh, I like theirs. There's plenty of them out there. Um, you know, I like theirs because they pick the number one pick is worth a thousand points and it's kind of easy to go from there. Right. So if the number one pick is worth a thousand points um, and then the very, very last pick in the draft is worth point one point. Um, so basically you'd have to trade like a million 224 picks uh, whatever. I, I think that's whatever. A hundred thousand. I don't know. We had traded a, a bajillion of them to get the first overall pick, but um, you know, it kind of gives you a nice value. You know, it, it gives every pick a, a monetary value. Um, for example, the sharks have the fourth pick that's worth 531.65 points. So you can see the drop off, right? Um, you know, this, this doesn't include who's getting picked, et cetera, et cetera. For example, the Connor Bedard pick, um, you could argue is worth more than a thousand. Again, this is just giving a monetary value to each one. So going from the first pick to the fourth pick is a drop off of 470 points, um, which is the equivalent of, you know, the fifth pick. Basically you'd have to trade picks four and five together to move up to number one. That's that's how invaluable the first pick in this year's draft is. So um, the Sharks, of course, so they have the fourth pick at 531. We'll get into more and more of their, their picks in a little bit. But, you know, and then I, I, I for this exercise, I picked pick number 27 for the Devils. I kind of, you know, that pick could fluctuate a little bit depending on um, how far they, they progress in the playoffs. But just wanted to kind of, put a number and I picked pick number 27, which is worth 166.15. So you can see even in the first round, right from pick four, which is worth four 531 to pick 27, 166 points. That is a massive, massive drop off there in points value. Um, you start looking at like the fifth round where pick 129 is worth 4.65 points and pick 160 is worth 2.91 points is basically a point and a half difference um, between the top of the, the fifth and the bottom of the, the fifth round. Like you, you see how valuable these first round picks are. So um, what I wanted to do though, was, was look at every pick, every draft day trade in the past few years where it was just a pick for pick swap. No players were involved because players change, of course, the, the math and, and stuff. And it's hard to quantify how much a player is worth. But with the picks, we can kind of see where these picks, um, how they did. So let's start with last year where the Sharks traded with the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes got the 11th pick um, and the Sharks got 27, 34, and 45. Um, again. Players involved, this is just looking at kind of the math of the pick for these. So um, the 11th pick is worth 338.98 points. The 27th, like I said, 166.15. The 34th, 121.36. The 45th, 75.12 for a total of 362.63 points. So in moving back from 11 uh, to 27, so that's 16 spots that the Sharks moved, um, Mike Greer got a 23.65 points, uh, you know, kind of he won that trade by 23.65 points. Um, the equivalent of the 78th pick in the draft. So middle of a third round pick. That's basically what Mike Greer got back in in this trade is, is that the equivalency of 
a middle of the third round pick from moving back to 16 spots. So um, Mike Greer did really well. That doesn't include how these guys are playing. That's just looking at the value of the picks. Now, if you look at how the guys are playing, Connor Geeky had a great year last year, but I think right now I'd rather have Philip Beasted um, than Connor Geeky. And that doesn't include Cam Lund or Matthias Havlid um, as well, who are both very as well promising players. But, um, you know, if you want Geeky, that's cool. Like, I, I think Beasted had a better year than Connor Geeky did last season. A um, little hard to compare, but especially since Phil Pisa played in a men's league the entire season. And then plus you're getting Camelot and Matias Havlet as well. So um, the Sharks did well in that trade, but you can kind of see the value rate right, of moving up cost, basically cost um, the Coyotes the equivalence of an extra, you know, third round pick uh with all with all they basically lost the value of a third round pick um to move up that much so before we continue look at some of the other trades um uh of you know from the past couple years and and how the the gms did for those do need to take a quick break um talk to you guys about our friends over at indeed um you guys know building a team um it's tough there's no i in team but there is one indeed, and that's the hiring platform. You need to build your team. When you're hiring, you need indeed. Indeed's the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They've streamlined their hiring uh, with powerful tools that match you to candidates. That, that's the hard part. It's finding people who actually are matches for your jobs. So um, they make it easy. You know, and the best thing about it is they only charge you when you for for applicants that are actually matches to your job. So, you know, with them, they invite candidates to come. You're three times more likely to get uh, someone to apply when you actually invite them instead of them just searching. And Indeed does that for you. Indeed, unbelievably powerful hiring platform delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest 2019. So join more than 3 million business worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. So um, right now, make it super easy. You're going to get $75 job sponsored credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com when you uh, slash locked on. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash locked on. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And... Um, Thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. If you want to become an everydayer, all you got to do is just come back tomorrow. Check us out. We have a draft profile with our friend uh, Ben Jordan. We talk about Oliver Bonk, a defenseman from London Knights, and why he feels um, just like a hitting a nice, solid you know, double. You're getting on base uh, when you draft Oliver Bonk. So especially if the Sharks use – if they don't trade up and they use that second that their second-round pick on Oliver Bonk, probably going to feel pretty good about uh, where their draft is heading. So make sure you guys are following along uh, Twitter or following along wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on YouTube as well. All right. Uh, let us dive back into recent trades. Uh, so 2021, um, the Dallas stars traded back uh, with the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings moved up from uh, the 23rd to the 15th pick. 15th pick is worth 284.29 points. Um, Dallas got the 23rd, the 
48th and 138th pick, basically equivalent of 269.07. So Stevie Eiserman does it again. Um, so won that trade by a little bit uh, where they drafted Sebastian Cosa. Um, Dallas did get Wyatt Johnson. So, you know, uh, we'll see how that, that goes. But again, you kind of start to see what it's costing to move up. So that was a second round pick and a fifth round pick for Detroit to move up um, eight spots there. The 2021 draft, um, the Minnesota Wild moved up. Um, they moved up from 22 to 20. So two spots, two spots. Uh, that 20, uh, Sorry, that 20th pick, I should say, my bad, on the, the is worth 227.56 points. The 22nd pick is worth 20805. 90th pick, 16.60 for a total of 224.68. So, really, really close for the trades. Um, Oilers minus 2.88. That's the equivalent of like, you know, uh, a beginning. That's the first pick of the sixth round, basically, is the value they lost there in that trade. Um, but again, pretty close. The 2020 draft, the, the Flames did some tidy bit of business, if, if you remember. Um, so they originally had the 19th pick. Um, they traded back with the Rangers to 22, and they picked up a third-round pick along the way. Um, so that 19th pick is worth 237.96. The total from the Flames package ended up being 236.01. So pretty close, within two points. Um, that is... Again, the equivalent of like a mid six round pick right there to move that they, they lost in value. They also, in that same draft, moved from pick 22 that they just acquired from the Rangers back to 24. And they also got another third round pick in there. Um, so that 22nd pick, again, we're 20805. Um, their total from the picks 24 and pick 80 to 12, 24. So, um, they got 419 worth of value, uh, which is basically a top of the fifth round, top 10 pick in the fifth round right there. So flames moving back, gathered some more assets. Um, you know, they moved back a total of five picks and then they got, you know, multiple other picks on top of it as well. So, Tidy bit of business, as they like to say. In 2019, Arizona again moves up. Uh, they move up from 14 to 11. Um, the 11th pick was worth 338.98. Arizona and picking at number 11, just something about it. The Flyers move back. They got the 14th pick and the 45th pick, which is a second round pick. Again, Arizona trading that 45th pick. That is deja vu. Um they got three, so the Flyers got 372.25 points. So again, the Arizona overpaying to move up those three spots, um, giving up a mid-second round pick. Um, and the Flyers moving back again, three spots to and still getting Cam York out of it. So Coyotes, if you want, they're they're a team that can be very aggressive and not they don't care what they're spending to move up. And lastly, the 2018 draft. Um, so the Blues, um, they moved from uh, they had they moved up to get the 25th pick, which was worth 181.8 points. 
And the Maple Leafs move back four spots to the 29th, and they grab a third-round pick, uh, that total value of 176.64, so about five points difference uh, right there. Basically the equivalent of a late fourth-round pick that they Leafs lost in value right there. So pretty close. What you can see, though, is like most of these trades are really, really, really um, close together, right? There, You don't see massive, massive, you know, over, you see the Coyotes like to overpay a little bit, but you don't see these like huge, huge give give ups type of thing. So, and it kind of gives you an idea of what the Sharks could do. So um, before we look at the Sharks ammo that they have, how many points that they have with all their picks and a realistic spot for the Sharks to move up to. And some teams I would be calling if I wanted to move up um, again, depending on who's, if you have a guy circled uh, that you really want um, just some teams that I would be looking at who might be looking to replenish their draft stock. So just a couple teams there that I would, I would be calling, but um, before we do that, uh, do want to take a quick break, uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at game time. Um, it's that time of year. You're trying to buy tickets for things. Of course you have the giants, you have the A's, um, there's it's concert season, plenty of stuff going on in the Bay area or wherever you're at, but buying tickets, you know, can be stressful with game time. You don't have to worry about that. Um, they make buying tickets to your favorite event, super easy, uh, two clicks and you're ready to go. They also have killer deals on last minute tickets, um, and the best price guaranteed so you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Um, easy to just go on their on their app, search for tickets, see where you're going to sit, right? There's no worse feeling than buying tickets. You get there and then you realize your seats suck. Um, worst feeling in the world that you spent a bunch of money and or you could have been like, oh, if I spent a little bit more, I could have gotten way better seats. So um, game time is the place for last minute deals, too. So if you don't like to plan and you're like, hey, let's just go to a Giants game tonight. Boom. They've got uh, exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater and more. And they always make sure you have the best price. If you have fine tickets that are in the same section and row for less, they'll give you a credit of 110 percent of the difference. So. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And again, tomorrow, Oliver Bonk. Uh, Friday, I have a really fun show planned uh, with. Sam McGilligan and Tony Ferrari, where they're both going to make their case. Uh, one's going to make Tony's going to make the case for drafting Leo Carlson. Sam's going to make the case for uh, drafting Michkov. So um, I know that is what what is on the brain right now for Sharks fans. So plenty of awesome stuff coming this week at Locked On Sharks. Make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts, and of course you can watch on uh, YouTube as well. All right, so let us finish up uh, looking back at, you know, looking now ahead uh, of what the Sharks could do uh, with their, their, their draft capital at hand. So 
Yeah, the fourth pick, uh, like I said, worth 531, 76, 27th pick, sorry, worth 166.15, the 36th pick worth 111.03. Then they don't draft like until the 96th pick, which again, that is the Hurricanes pick, the end of the third round. So you can see going from the second <laughs> top of the second to the end of the third, that value right there is just absolutely gone. Um uh, of what they would have been, you know, would have been drafted. Now you're kind of just taking, taking some darts right there. Uh, so they have the hundredth pick, the one seven, which is worth twelve point one four points. Hundred seventeenth worth six point eight seven. One thirtieth worth four point five three. One thirty second, one four three one. Hundred sixty fourth, two seventy three. One ninety six, one thirty two. Two hundred third pick, one hundred one, and the two hundred six pick worth eighty eight. Altogether, their draft capital heading into the draft right now. Before again, that's trying to uh, estimate where the Hurricanes and the Devils picks are. It's eight hundred fifty six points, point eight eight. So again, they could put that in perspective. They could package up the entire draft, offer it to the Chicago Blackhawks for the number one pick. And the that still wouldn't be enough value for the shark for to get that first overall pick. And that's not even counting for the fact that it's actually Connor Bedard. Um, so just that first overall pick is worth a lot right there. So if you wanted to package the 27th pick and the 36th pick, um, that would give you 277.18 points. So Equivalent of right around the 15th pick, which is 284.29 points. So the 15th pick is Nashville. That is that's who's picking um 15. So what I would do if I was Mike Green, I really, really, really wanted to try to trade up. Um, the first team that I would call is the Pittsburgh Penguins. So they have the 14th pick um in this year's draft. They currently don't have a GM. Tough, tough situation there. Um, currently don't have a GM, but they, of course, they're going to have a GM. They don't have a second round pick. They don't have their own third round pick. And they don't have a fourth round pick. So this is a team that is in a tough spot when it comes to draft capital this year. They do have a third round pick that is the Devils uh, pick. So you're looking at a late third round pick at this point. Um, pretty much similar to that. What's probably going to be close to the 96 pick, right? You're looking at a super late pick. So they, they just don't have a lot of ammo. And I know this team is aging and they're still in their, their cup. They're still a cup contender um, with Crosby and Malkin, you know, going to be there at least for the next three years. Um, like they're still trying to win stuff, but um, their, their prospect pool is, uh, not good uh, is, a, is a polite way. And that's what happens when you're trying to win championships, right? You're, you're trading draft picks to try to um, win, add guys, all that fun stuff. We, we saw it with the Sharks and they're paying the price. And that price is going to have to come here soon for um, the Penguins. So they would be the first team I would call. Um, if you want to move up going from, so then you, going from a second, you know, Late first, early second, up to 14. That feels about right. Again, the, the trade, the value for 14 is at 297. Um, for that, uh, again, the, the Sharks 284. So if you need to throw in another, you know, late round pick to kind of even out, 
fine. You, the Sharks have a, a thousand late round picks uh, in this draft. And that's why you get those picks is so you, it gives you leeway and leverage to do other things, right? So if you packaged, say you packaged up, um, again, the Sharks have, right? That, well, what was the difference there? So about 10 points or whatever, the difference between what, what the, the second and third, uh, the, sorry, the first and the second pick from the Sharks, um, you need about another 10 points. So cool. Throw in your, you know, you can throw in like pick 100, which is a, a fourth round pick. And that the Penguins technically make out a little bit in that trade. You could throw in pick like one step. You could throw in a fourth round pick and kind of make things, you know, kind of even out right there. So the Scott uh, or the Jacob Magna pick, throw that one in from the Kraken, whatever it is. So, but that's what you're kind of looking at, right? Is, is doing that's who I would look at first. And guys in that range, um, this is. So round 14, you're looking at guys like um, Matthew Wood. Maybe Ryan Leonard falls a little bit. Who knows, right? Um, like you're looking at some, you know, uh, Gabe Perot, who we just did a draft profile on, my, you know, earlier this week. So if you're my everyday or you're checking out every day, um, Chris Peters came on and talked about Gabe Perot and what a ridiculous scoring machine uh, he is right now. Like, those are the type of guys that you're looking at. What if you, or if you want, you know, you're maybe not the first defenseman off the board, but if you want the second defenseman, you're probably in a pretty good spot right there to pick the second defenseman. Um, who does? So Chris Peters has the Penguins taking Gabe Perot at number 14, right? And then he has Oxtending Pelica at number 15, Braden Yeager at 16. Like you have, you have some options there. If, if you want to try to like knock out the draft, there's, there's some good, that's what I'm just keep saying about this draft, right? There's some amazing players at that in this, in this draft. So the other team I would call, so we talked about the penguins talked about the, I would talk about the Winnipeg jets. Now this would be a little bit of a, a the sharks would be overpaying a little bit. And sometimes that's just the price of business. Um, to go up to number 19. So that pick is worth 237.96. Um, so maybe you get something back from the Jets to try to kind of even it out a little bit. Um, you know, maybe it's the Jets that do have two five, fifth rounders, maybe something like that. Um, you know, something to try to even it out, right? Um, but the Jets, so the Jets could be in blow it up mode, right? We we know. There's a lot of uh, uneasiness with that team right now, especially between the coaching staff and the players. And it kind of feels like this core might have run run its ground here and it might be time for them to kind of move on. So if they start trading away big pieces and they just want to add more draft capital and you know try to replenish this draft, um, their, their prospect pool, they could be a team that you were like, hey, give you, you know, give you a first and our second give us you know give us number 19 and throw in a, a fifth round pick or something like that um and they have their own third round pick whatever it's you you, you figured out type of situation maybe you get a, a fourth round pick in next year's draft who knows um you you want to try to help replenish your prospect pool i know you have brad lambert um you have have some guys there but you you know you you really want to continue to add pieces 
um, for the jet, you know, for the jets moving up from 27 to, to 19, that could be another thing that the, the sharks try to do. And again, you're looking at a lot of the kind of the same guys who could be in that, uh, that ballpark. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe what if Zach Benson, he's five foot nine and people just don't, you know, don't want to pick him because he's so short. Oliver Moore, you know, that's what he slides. What a Colby Barlow, you know, uh, maybe you want a guy like Quentin, uh, uh, Quentin Musty, or what if you want a Jaden Perron or somebody like that, right? There's plenty of guys like in that. There's going to be a guy who's at the edge of the top 20 who's probably should have been more like a, a top, you know, early teens pick. There's going to be one of those guys. So, um, that's just the way the draft works, right? There's always one guy who's like, how did he get here type of situation? So, um, if there's somebody that the sharks love and they, they feel like that is, they want to move up. Those are the two teams that I would look for. And so again, you're probably looking in that 14 to 19 range, realistically of how far up you can get without adding other pieces, uh, or without adding other major pieces, but, that's where you can get. So um, we'll see. I think if a guy slides, then you make the move. But um, I think in this draft, I would, I would personally sit pat and don't trade back at four. Do not trade back at four. Get an elite player at four. But I think there's a lot of there's enough good pieces at twenty seven and thirty six that you're going to be walking away with whoever, whoever you walk pick there. Uh, you have an opportunity to pick some good players there um, that you're going to, in a couple of years, be like, how did this guy get here type of situation? So um, unless, again, unless somebody slides, I would stay put. But if you want to know what it would cost or and how far up the Sharks can get, now you know. Uh, first, you know, Devils pick in, the, uh, in their number pick and pick 36 is going to get you right around 15. So those are the those are the two teams I would uh, I would I would target. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, another draft profile, Oliver Bonk, which is just a great name, great defensive name. Um, really fun, really good talk with uh, fun talk with my friend Ben Jordan from Smart Scouting. Uh, so make sure you guys are following along Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Locked On Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter. Again, listen wherever you get podcasts. Watch on YouTube. Um, go check out many of the other amazing Locked On shows that are happening right now, especially uh, the Locked On Bay Area. They're just pumping out great content. Uh, and then there's me doing stuff too. So until tomorrow, bye, friends.